Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Anne Ukenen. Hallelujah. Welcome this morning. It's my honor and privilege to pre preach the word this morning. Hallelujah. And uh, a couple of Sundays ago when we were we had our um, Holy, po Holy, po Holy Ghost meeting, <laughs> um, I was, I'm, I've been really st stuck in John, 1 John 4. So if you stayed there, you'd probably be okay for the whole service. <laughs> but uh, I, I was just like thinking about what things are going on. Fear is not new. It's not a new thing. It was like, fear not. Jesus actually literally told people, when we hear the writing, fear not. He's telling actually people, and then they wrote it down, that he said this. So he was saying it to people back then. And I don't know about you, sometimes we need to hear it. Uh-huh. Um, and he keeps on saying it, fear not. It's repeated quite frequently. And I, I've just been thinking and meditating on uh, this verse in... It would help to be in the right chapter because then <laughs> you can find it. Um, <laughs> um, in 1 John 4, 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. And what we see in the world today is a lot of torment. And the reason is there's this, this absence of love and the Lord. It's the Lord. There's an absence of the Lord. And so there's torment. And people are tormented. The world is tormented. Now, it may appear that everything's fine on the outside, but they've got issues on the inside. If you remember back to before you were saved, before you know Jesus and the hope that you had in him and all the promises that in his word, think about how you felt. What, what were you wondering? It's not good. It's not fun. It's not a great place to be because I know because I'm in the better right now. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and so this morning, I'd like to talk a bit about love because it's so important. And I think the world limits it way too much when we call it just a feeling. Because feelings, feelings are feelings. Everybody knows about feelings. I have my feeling circle online. We, are, we, we do feeling circles with kids to like help them kind of like get in tune with what they're feeling and have words to talk about it. Because, you know, a screaming, crying tantrum is harder to understand than someone that's in tune with their feelings and saying, I'm feeling frustrated because of la 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 and can you help me with la la la. So that from getting from a screaming tantrum to getting to someone who can actually express how they're feeling and to talk and, and, and get some help, there's, uh, there's a long distance between this tantrum to, to asking for help <laughs> and being kind of clear and knowing yourself. So, so we do our feeling circle and it's good. And, and one of my, and, and, and so, you know, they're like, you know, I'm feeling happy, you know, I'm feeling this. And, and one of my students was like, I'm feeling happy and sad. I'm feeling happy because we're here together. I'm, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling happy because we're here, but I'm sad that I'm not at school. And so I was like, yes, it's okay to feel different feelings. Right. But did you know feelings end? They have an end point, right? Yeah, they do. I mean, are, are you happy all the time? And I'm like, there's some people that are happy most of the time. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> there are some people, and you know those people, and you're like, wow, they're happy all the time. But you don't see them all the time. They, you know, you, the only person you see all the time is you. So, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> when you felt angry, maybe you felt sad, but no one's cried every second of their life from the day they're born to the day they die. No one's been happy to the day they die. There's been a time when you've been surprised or woo, nervous or like, you know, like all these different emotions. And so when we put love in that category, look at how it limits it. Wow. All of a sudden, it can stop and start. And then all of a sudden, 
we don't feel it all the time. Let's just marinate and chew on this. <laughs> you know, and there's different like feelings, but it's okay how to have feelings. God gave us feelings. Otherwise, we wouldn't have them. So they must have been a blessing of, of some sort. But how we respond and react is our choice and our responsibility here. <laughs> but when we put love in that category of feelings, it limits it. And so it's so important to, yeah, to really think about this and love. And so if we look and see that limit of love and that, that idea and understanding of what love could be, then we see how it is in different fields. Love is love. No, God is love. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> God is love. And so there's people that want to identify with sexual feelings and feelings and say that it's love. But then there's this limiting aspect of it and seeing it in a worldly perspective. So when we say love is a feeling, it does injustice to the person of God. Love, when it's described as a feeling, does an injustice to the person. Love, God. In, for, in, in 1 John 4, 8, he says, he do, who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him, for God is love. So love is only known in him. So we're talking about two different things. Love and what God is, God is love. And the world feeling of love, which is a different thing. Two different things. Because the world uses love and they have these feelings. But I don't know about you, but I've seen some worldly relationships that are not all that good. And they call it love. But God is not present, and all the other feelings and emotions are involved. And, and it makes this destructive relationship. But when we take love outside of the feelings and look at things a different way, and have a different perspective about how, what it is, and how it is, and how it operates in our lives, we'll be mightily blessed. So I'm going to go to a worldly example. Operating systems. That might, you're like, oh, what is that? Well, but you may be used a Windows computer. Did you know a Windows computer is different from a Mac? Not just in price. <laughs> but there was a time and a day in high school when I was in grade 11 or 12 and we had those little Mac things they were about this size and they were brownish and it had a computer screen ironically I was thinking almost similar to the size of this maybe just if it, this was a square it would have been about the same size and we were doing some computer programming which I thought this is pointless and I had to write all this code to just make the computer make a sound and go ping. And I'm like, wow, I did something. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are people that are passionate about computer programming and they're working in offices and, well, not closets, <laughs> in their bedrooms, <laughs> really enjoying this time of social distancing. Writing code and doing things and that my husband does it uh, does it as well. But I, I know like um like less than a percent of what this is all about. But I know enough to <laughs> know that if I put a disk for a Windows computer into a and, and I'm using like if I put a file now it was like disks. I'm like floppy disks. You like some of us can really relate to that or your USB drive, or whatever you have, if you put your thing <laughs> into a Windows computer and save a file, you can't open it 
in another computer. They are different operating systems, and they run differently. So, so there was different people writing this language for Windows, and there was this group here writing different language for Mac and other things. And you know that with your phone, because if you have an Android phone, you can't have Apple things. And if you have Apple things, you can't have Android things. And so, so these are things. There's different operating systems and how to be. And so... I mean, lots of things like computers. My dad took computer program, used cards of all things. And he had a stack of cards and he put them in a computer that was as big as the stage and it did something. And I still don't know really what it did, <laughs> but he did something for a course <laughs> and he got a grade. Bless Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah. but how you do things on one computer won't work on another computer. And so the, oper uh, the operating system has a nature it has a basic inherent features in it that function only for that. Now, love is kind of like an operating system. So it functions and makes the whole thing work. So, and that's how it reads everything and understands everything. So love is how we want to operate always. Case in point, and Pastor Gwen's brought it up about Jesus when he was angry but sinned not. And she's joked that, you know, how can one, you know, it's, it's hard to be angry and sin not. <laughs> I don't know if I've done it yet. Um, <laughs> working on it, working on it. But Jesus did. And he did. And, so, and, and we're like, well, how did he do that? How on earth did Jesus do that? Well, he had a different operating system. <laughs> it was love. Yeah. Even when he was angry, he loved. Yeah. So he was doing both at the same time. And the world can't do both at the same time. And so we should be able to have love operating all the time. Making it, having it operate, operating, doing a work in us all the time. So, our nature. When we say God is love, that's his nature. He has these characteristics or qualities of love. And they're inborn or hereditary or inside him. And they influence and determine, your nature influences and determines your personality. So he had this love aspect influencing him and determining how he would operate and move because God is love. So faith works by love. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we need this operating in our lives like Jesus had this operating in his, lives, in his life. So much to the point where it says God is is love. Can you say, I am love? Without squirming. <laughs> Can you say, I am love without squirming? Because if you are born again, and in him, you therefore should be operating in love. And having that function all the time. And not turning it off like an on and off switch. So, let's go back to 1 John again. And I was like, oh, what should I read? I'm going to read the whole thing. <laughs> because it all relates. <laughs> we don't need to take things out and then bend it to our idea. We want to look at it in, in the scriptures and see what it says in there. And, and it's interesting. We're talking about love, but what's the first thing he talks about with that? And I'm going to read from the Amplified. It says in verse um, in First John 4, 1, Beloved, do not put faith in every spirit, but prove, test the spirits to discover whether they proceed from God, for many false prophets have gone forth into the world. And there's lots of news going on right now, and Pastor Gwen talked about that this morning too. Um, turn it off. We were, uh, we were listening to some, something, and I was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. The world, if you're a born-again believer, the world should not make sense to you. Amen. 
But then, vice versa, the world does not understand and cannot make sense of what we have and what we're saying. So we've got different ideas floating around in the world, and they're at odds with one another. Different spirits, if you will. By this you may know and perceive and recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit which acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, actually became a man, has come in the flesh, is God, has God for its source. So if it has God for its source, that's the truth. That's the voice that we want to listen to. That's the voice that we should cling to and not heed the other voice. And every spirit which does not acknowledge and confess that Jesus has, uh, has come in the flesh, but would annul and destroy and sever and disunite him is not of God. And, and just I'm just going to go back, jump back. Think about that love aspect. Hmm. If God is love, and we want to take God out of the picture, how does that work? How does that work? Hmm, it doesn't. It doesn't work. I'll read back uh, verse 3 again. And every spirit which does not acknowledge and confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, but would annul and destroy and sever and disunite him, is not of God and does not proceed forth from him. This uh, non-confession is the spirit of the Antichrist at odds with Christ, uh, Jesus, of which you have heard that is, uh, which is coming is now already in the world. It's a spirit in the world that's denying Christ. It's there. And sometimes we can feel it in the sense that we feel like this rejection. And, it's, and you feel like people are rejecting you. But they're not, re- like, don't take it personally. Right. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting him. And so they can't respond if, you th- if we think about these things. That we talk- and I've talked about last week, I think it was oil and vinegar, and the- how they don't mix. It's just this not mixing that you're sensing, and they can't be around it. And if, they, you know, if men like dark because their, ev- their, their deeds are evil, are- they don't want to go run. Here I am! Expose me! Expose me! <laughs> That's really not how God, like God doesn't function that way. He invites. He draws. And all of a sudden, I don't know about you, but all of a sudden, you're not, you're not, like, everyone's like, no, I just want you to know all the badness. Like, I want to just lay it out for you. He knows it already. But, (laughs) but to be open and honest with someone, it's hard. But all of a sudden, it's easier when you just allow his drawing to work on you. And there's a moment where you can be open and honest. And it's ouchy. You know, you don't want to talk about the ugly things that you've done or things that happened or um, poor attitudes or um, nasty things you've said or things like that, you know. God can take care of that and heal you and forgive you. He's forgiven you and other people can forgive you too. But there's things and there's parts of your lives and there's crevices and things that he wants to fix he wants to do a work in you. And so then there was this, there's this inviting that comes. And then you have an opportunity to let it out or shut the door. And I, th- I think a lot of the problems today in the church are people shutting the door and not allowing him to have that full work and let his will be done. Not my will but thine. And I'm, I've been thinking about that a whole lot. His will. What's his will? Yes, yes. What does he want? Amen. Going back to the offering, when you're saying, I want that job, bless me God in it, that's your will. That's not his will. His will is talking with him and making a decision. That could have been the job. That could be the job for you. But it didn't start with him. It started with you telling him. So these are just some things to think about and change how we operate and how we work by love. Oops, sorry. So here we are. I got so happy here. 
um, in verse 4. Little children, here he's talking to you. Are you a child of God? That's you. It's, it's talking to you. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him and have, and interestingly, have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist. Amen. Because he who lives in you is greaty, greater and mightier than he who is in the world. Let me jump to the um, King, King James because sometimes that's more familiar. Hallelujah. It says in King, uh, in King James, verse 4, You are God, uh, of God, little children. You have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. I love. Hallelujah. We hear that. That greaterness that has already overcome. So we don't need to worry about these things that are out there. So we're setting the stage. God is setting the stage for us, talking about different ways of thinking and being. Two different spirits. God, Jesus, the Antichrist. And said, it's already done. It's finished. We have, victor we have victory. So they proceed from the world and are of the world. Therefore, it is out of the world, its whole economy morally considered, that they speak and the world listens and pays attention to them. So there's the world, and then there's us. Now here he's talking about us, so this is important. We are children of God. Whoever is learning to know God, and in the Amplifies it says, progressively to perceive and recognize and understand God by obser observation and experience and to get to the ever clear, clearer knowledge of him. That means just learning, just keeping on, keeping on. You're like, what I knew today about God is, is more than I knew yesterday. And what I'm going to know tomorrow is going to be more than I know today. Just knowing more, learning more, reading, communing with him. What Pastor Neil and other pastors have been talking about. Communing. Not having grape juice and bread and, and celebrating him. That's a different communion too that we can do at home and at church, anywhere. But this communion, a personal intimate relationship with someone who when they're drawing you, you spill out your whole cookies. <laughs> and you tell them exactly how it is. <laughs> and he's not spilling out junk and cookies. He's spilling out his goodness, his grace, and his mercy back to you. And filling all that empty with goodness. <laughs> so pour it all out before him. And get filled with the right thing. Hallelujah. So, we're listening to him and learning about him. So we are children of God. And he listens to us. Learning to listen to us. And he who is not of God does not listen or pay attention to us. By this we know and recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. That's pretty simple. If they don't listen to God... They're not of God. If they listen to God, they're of God. Pretty clear. It's, yeah. And knowing his word is really important because there's some people that say they know God. And then they talk. And you can, and you can say, hmm. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> and maybe, you know, your, your, your responsibility in that relationship is to share the truth, but not listen to them. <laughs> And go back and go to those people who will tell and speak the truth that's in here. That'll speak this. That live this. That are this. That are that love present and manifest. Beloved, let us love one another for love springs from God and he who loves his fellow man is begotten and born of God and is coming progressively to know and understand God to perceive and recognize and get better, clearer knowledge of him. Amen. Hallelujah. See how this love is functioning in a different way? It's not just a feeling. It's this, God is love. It's this operation working in you to help you. Hallelujah. To understand him. It's, he loves us. He is love. He's helping us to understand it better and clearer. It's that learning and learning every day. 
and to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. Who wants that? I do. <laughs> it's so much better <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. He who does not love, we don't want to be those people, has not become acquainted with God <laughs> and does not know and never did know him. For God is love. And we, I read that earlier. And in this love of God is made manifest display where we are concerned in that God sent his son, Jesus, the only begotten, unique son in the world so that we might live through him. Live through him. Yeah. Have him working through us. And, you know, yes, we have those feelings, but this is where we can have that love present and have feelings in the right place where they don't control you and they don't make you do, th like, well, they didn't make you, you made the choice, but they, they help spur you on to the re wrong reaction or the wrong words towards someone or the wrong choices that you make. <laughs> but we have that love, that operating system, it's operating through us all the time so that we can make better choices. I want to make better choices. Yay. I've made wrong choices. Ah, oh. <laughs> it's been so good when I made the right choices. And it all stems from how connected I am to him. And those choices that I've made in error have been because I've not been connected to him. I mean, I'm saved, but not involving him in the process, which is key. Hallelujah. It is the love of God what was made manifest. Okay, in the, the love of God, uh, sorry, I'll do that again. In this, the love of God was made manifest, displayed where we are concerned that God sent his son, the only begotten unique son in the world that we might live through him. I love how God includes us in this. He didn't just say, oh, it's Jesus. He's the king. He includes us in that, in him, because we're part of his body. We're not excluded. We're included. And he included us here. We are concerned. The love of God is made manifest, and we are concerned because this love is in us. In this love, not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his, God, his son to be the prohibition, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And now here's another aspect of love that I want you to consider. Not just the limiting feeling love, but also that it's from him first. And so I think a lot of people are like, touch me not about my feelings. These are my feelings. I feel this way. Oh, your truth. And then that's where your truth comes in. Oh, this is my truth about the situation and my feelings about that situation. Yeah. It might be wrong. And it probably is when you're using my truth because it's not his truth. <laughs> I want his truth about the situation because it's a standard yeah. and it's set and it's not shaking right. and, and crazy, but it's there, immovable, the rock. And you can be planted on that. But to have this feeling, oh, I love you. I love you, God. Like, like that was new. That we recreated it when we decided it. No. He created it. He is it. He gave it to us. And out of it, we're able to give it back to him. So we take that love on the inside of us, his love, and that's the part that's coming out. And then we're expressing that love that he deposited on the inside of us. Not our love, not a fleshly love, not a soulish love, but his love, who he is, his character, his nature, his very being coming into us and it's more than enough that we can use that and express it out to other people. Do you see how that's more powerful yeah. than something that just started in you? Yeah. And that feeling that started in you outward is, is nothing. 
It's shaky. It, it'll, it won't last long. It's here today, gone tomorrow. But that powerful love of who he is that we can express outward and have that operating in us and have that working in us. Hallelujah. And this is where we go back. Faith works by love. So that kind of faith. And we all have enough faith to do whatever needs to be done because we've all been given a deposit, the Bible says. And if you have a grain the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart, which is the linchpin on that, you'll have whatever you say. Amen. We'll have whatever we say. And Pastor Gwen's been talking. There's been people speaking stuff. I'm saying I'm back at school before the end of the school year. That's what I believe. Oh, and it's going to look different now. It's going to be different. No, it's not. Amen. No flu is going to tell me how our country is going to be. God's going to tell us how our country is going to be. Amen. Revival doesn't come from a sickness. Revival comes from him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can talk more about that later. Can, with, with people of the same spirit. <laughs> Jesus is love. He's not there. Oh, it's not there. My love's there a little bit. No, I'm taking it away. No, never, not never. He is love and he always loves us. And this is where another question gets put in the mix. Well, then why? Don't stop there. Why did this happen to me? Life happens. There's two things happening in this world at once. Two spirits operating. <laughs> and then there's you making stupid choices. <laughs> But then there's other things that are not your choice, but other people's choice. Yeah. And other people's choices affect us and can hurt us. But like I said, as that love is constantly coming into us and flowing out of us, Amen. we can respond and act differently, and our emotions can respond and act differently to things that are happening outside. We can respond differently. We can act differently. And I love that scripture that, that Doreen read from Romans. It, and it was that, that composure. Patience and composure. Think about what you've read in the gospel about Jesus. Did he ever freak out and act like a crazy person? No. I mean, he went into the temple and dealt with some people, but they deserved that. <laughs> and that was <laughs> between them and them. <laughs> I, but he never, he had composure. He always had composure. And we have the ability to always have composure. Did that mean he didn't cry? No, he cried. It said he cried. He cried. He cried. When Lazarus died, he cried. I think he was crying about what the other, the other people and his disappointment in them. Because I'm like, he said he'd come and take care of it and they didn't believe him. Cried. <laughs> he had emotions. But it didn't deter him and it didn't let the love stop. The love continued on and stayed on and, and he kept on going, doing his purpose with that love operating all the time. And it helped him to make the choices that he needed to make with that love in him, being every fiber of his being. And we have this choice to press towards that or not and see and, and how that works. My concern is we have these, these different functionings, this love and the lack of love operating in the world. There's either Jesus or not. His people or not. My, sometimes I, like, there's, there's Christians, so-called Christians, who agree with the world and how the world operates. 
and among the world and allowing the world to influence them. I don't want the world to influence me. It's a bunch of crazy opinions and ideas that take you further away from God's word. It opposes. The, the part of it talks about Antichrist. Opposite of God. Opposite of Jesus. The entire opposite. Taking you that direction. A complete 180 from that way. We're going this way with God, and it wants to drag you and go the opposite direction. But we want to turn and just go his way. Oper have that love operating. The world should not be influencing us. We are to influence the world. And Pastor Jason talked a, a bit ago, we were talking about love, and, and he was talking about how love is so important. And how we love, like, faith works by love. Finding in my notes, I was jumping around. So love is the key of our life. And then Jesus summed up the commandments of love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And Pastor Jason was saying even further, love others, Jesus says later, when he's gone to the cross and now we can be like him because of what happened. He can talk to us differently on the other side of the cross and the resurrection. And he said, love others as he, Jesus, loved them. Amen. So that's that love. Love others as he loved. And sometimes that's hard. <laughs> But the Holy Spirit gives us instructions. Yeah. And we're like, oh, I don't want to do that. But that's that love operating. Yield to that love. <laughs> let, let that fleshly idea of love just like wash out of you as you yield to the Holy Spirit and let the fruit of that spirit, love, operate and flow better than ever before. And it starts with a willing heart to just say yes and do it. And you, and, and you know what? It, comes e it becomes easier every time. It's like, you know, when you blow a balloon up, like the one of those really tough balloons that you have to blow up, and you blow it up, and it's really kind of hard and difficult. Like there's that, that moment when the plastic and your breath are in odds with one another. And you're like, it's especially hard with those little long ones. And you're like, your cheeks are getting hard, and it's hurting in your ears, and you're getting ready to blow. And then you like get over it, and you blow it up, and then it, it becomes easy. But when you deflate that balloon and you do it again, it's easier the next time because the hard work has been done. The push has happened. So when we're yielding and operating in love, the first time it can be really challenging, but it gets easier the next time. It's the same thing with like offering, you know, when you're having like when you start to invite God into your start to, you invite God into your discussion about what you're going to give and how that's going to look like. And then you get other voices, the other voice. And it says, oh, you shouldn't give that. Oh, what about blah, 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 blah. You're like, you know, just, you just go, fine, I'm giving more. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that voice does not come a lot. <laughs> it's like that second blow with a balloon. It's a lot easier the next time. It does come, but you're like, it's, it's a lot easier to push through and to find that place and to find that rhythm, the, the rhythm of love and what it looks to, like and to be flowing in that and operating in that. And then those pushes become less and the hard becomes less and it becomes easier to just flow that way. Hallelujah. God is so good. Now, I'll just go back to another example My dad went to BCIT. He's a surveyor. And uh, he went, when he went to BCIT, it was in the 70s. Was, yeah. And a <laughs> long while ago. And he told this story, and I was thinking about it. He, he was telling this story about how he got a calculator. And he saved up. Like, he saved up a lot of, like, it was, it was expensive. Like, you know, like, calculators now are, like, pretty easy to get. Pretty cheap. And, like, lots of them. 
But he, like, this is the time when calculators first started coming out. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, I think he's talking about the scientific calculator that all high school students need to have in school. And so, but he was telling a story about how he saved up and he got this calculator and, I, and, and, and you know, and he had to do a test. And before, like, if you don't know about scientific calculators, these, there's these little buttons that make things easier, well, or harder. <laughs> or just I'm doing this to graduate kind of thing. <laughs> but like this, like all this trigonometry stuff and about triangles and angles, cosine, tangent, this and that, and the other thing, and learning about, you know, sine equals uh, opposite over a hypotenuse and all this stuff, and then you press the button and you do this thing, and wow, poof, you have this number of the, the what the degree, the angle is, and they, all the angles of a triangle add up to 180 degrees. Wow, what you can remember from high school. Anyway, <laughs> but he, before that, before we had this calculator, bless God, people had to manually figure this stuff out. So, yeah. <laughs> so he invests in this calculator, and everyone else did not have this calculator. It took him like, like 15 minutes to do like this two-hour test. It's like an hour-long test, like, you know, and it took him, like, he was done because he had this calculator. And so that's like life with Jesus. You have this opportunity to slave it out. Use the methods that the world is using. But this, there's this better system. You have this better way of doing things. And you're successful. It's easier. Not too much sweat of your brow. Although people today would maybe differ in their opinion. But influence is happening one way or another. And we're either influencing, God's influencing us, or the world is. And so one is happening. And it's an opportunity for us. This is an opportunity an opportunity to influence and make that love manifest in this world. Because God is love. But people, before they see God, they see us. Are they going to see that person walking up to them and say, oh, that person is love? I mean, it was manifest in Jesus, his very being. Like That's why the little kids were running to him. That's why, you know, are people running to you? Are people running away? <laughs> I'll leave that for you to ponder later. <laughs> Christian, we're not in the we're in the world. We have to we have to witness it, sadly. We have to watch it and we have to be in it. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And just like that oil and vinegar, we're like that oil, the Holy Ghost oil on the inside of us that the vinegar can't touch, the sour can't touch, the yicky things cannot touch us. And we need to be like that oil, the Holy Spirit oil, and get on everybody. That it's hard to wash off. <laughs> and then they have to decide, do I want to wash this off? Or... Do I want to just get more? <laughs> Let's go back to John 4. 1 John 4. And I'll read it 15 again. And Shalane, you can come on up, I guess. That whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him. Does God dwell in you? Yep. Yes. God dwells in me. And we have known and believe the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God. And God in him. Oh, this is the best place to be. And it all starts with Jesus. 
as soon as we say, Jesus, yes, all this starts and this atmosphere of love can surround us and be in us and work through us. And we can have this new system of operating, a new system of moving and being that's not like this world, but higher, that higher way that he talks about. Herein is our love made perfect, that we have, may have boldness in the day of judgment, because he, as he is, so are we in this world. Little children running to them. Crowds following. Wanting to know what he has to say. Knowing that when they go to him, they'll be healed. Knowing that when they go to him, they'll get an answer. Do people know when they come to you that they ha you have an answer for them? Because you can. You have it. It's in him. It's all in him. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. And he that is feareth is not made perfect in love. I want that love making me perfect. I want to walk in that perfection of love. And our litmus test is fear. That tells us we're not walking in perfect love. But we know the one that has it. We know the one. And he gives liberally to his children. And he's constantly doling out his love. It's limitless, abundant. We love him because we, he first Love God, loved us. We love Him because He first loved us. And now that we have a greater understanding of that love and how it operates and is, now we have an invitation, an opportunity to yield to it, to sing and rejoice and praise God and, and, and connect and commune with him and let him take care of those areas and let him come into those areas that we said, nope, not there, God. But today you have an opportunity to let it go. Every day you have an opportunity to just let it go and let that love fill that spot. Let that love work in a new way. So I'm going to pray with you, and then we're going to sing and worship him. But this is a moment when you pray and worship with him. It's about you and him, not me. It's always been about you and him. Always. There's no intermediary. There's no person in between. There's no separation. The veil's been torn. Hallelujah. There is no separation. And when you just in your moment say yes to him, he says, okay. And he comes in. So let's, we can stand. And we're going to pray. I'll pray for you this morning. And then we'll sing and worship. And maybe you're going to be doing, while you're singing you're, or you're talking to him, maybe you're going to say some things to him. Oh, hallelujah. Tell him of some things that you're thinking and how you want it to change. And the thing is, is he comes in and he does what he said he'd do. Oh, Father, I thank you for these people that are here in this building and the people that are listening online. I thank you for the people of Celebration Life Church. I thank you, Lord, that we're knit together we're knit together in you. And I thank you, Lord, for this body. That we have an opportunity to pour our love to one another. That we have an opportunity to show your love to each and every one. 
I thank you, Lord, that we're able to pour that love forward in a new way. I thank you that that love comes in and goes out. And I thank you, Lord, for new purpose and new boldness, knowing that that love, you, backs us up where we go. And I thank you that that love is made manifest in interactions with people through the phone, on FaceTime, face-to-face. All our interactions are happening with that love as the happening, that operating. We're operating in that love in a deeper understanding of that love and in a deeper way and a more effective way than ever before. I thank you for doing the changes that you're doing in each and every single one of us, perfecting us, but not stopping us from walking in your perfection. So I thank you, Lord, for that love that you first loved upon us and that we can share it with the world. I thank you that everyone hearing my voice is a world influencer, influencing the world around them with your voice, your truth, and your love. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.